Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fortuna Silvermine Second Quarter 2021 Financial and Operational Results. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode, and we will open the floor for your questions and comments after the presentation. It is now my pleasure to turn the floor over to your host, Luis Ganoza, Director of Investor Relations. Sir, the floor is yours. Hi, Matthew. Uh, thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, Luis Ganoza is our CFO. It's Carlos Baca, Director of Investor Relations, right now speaking. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to welcome you to Fortuna Silver Mines and to our financial and operations results call for the second quarter of 2021. Hosting the call today on behalf of Fortuna will be Jorge Alberto Ganosa, President and Chief Executive Officer, and Luis Dario Ganosa, Chief Financial Officer. Today's earnings call presentation is available on the featured presentation box on our homepage at fortunasilver.com. As a reminder, statements made during this call are subject to the reader advisories included in yesterday's news release and in the earnings call presentation. Financial figures contained in the presentation and discussed in today's call are presented in U.S. dollars unless otherwise stated. Before I turn over the call to Jorge, I would like to indicate that this earnings call contains forward-looking information that is based on the company's current expectations, estimates, and beliefs. This forward-looking information is subject to a number of risks, uncertainties, and other factors. Actual results could differ materially from a conclusion, forecast, or projection in the forward-looking information. Certain material factors or assumptions were applied in drawing a conclusion or making a forecast or projection as reflected in the forward-looking information. Additional information about the material factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from the conclusion, forecast, or projection in the forward-looking information and the material factors or assumptions that were applied in drawing a conclusion or making a forecast or projection as reflected in the forward-looking information is contained in the company's annual information form and MDNA, which are publicly available on CEDAR. The company assumes no obligation to update such forward-looking information in the future, except as required by law. I would now like to turn the call over to Jorge Alberto Ganosa, co-founder of Fortuna. Thank you, Carlos, and, and good morning to all. Uh, I will start uh, the presentation on slide six, which uh, shares our second quarter highlights. Uh, in spite of uh, COVID-19 related challenges at Lindero, which have led us to revise guidance for the year, our second quarter results continue to reflect the strength of our business with record sales of 120 million EBITDA of $55 million, and an EBITDA margin over sales of 46%. Adjusted earnings of $0.12 per share came in largely in line with analyst consensus. 
we maintain a liquidity position of 122 million with a debt to EBITDA ratio of 0.2. Our healthy balance sheet plus the incremental plant contributions to free cash flow from Lindero and Yaramoco in the second half add to our ability to fund Seguela construction under various price metal scenarios. Lindero produced 19,500 ounces of gold in the period. A dramatic surge of COVID cases in Argentina during the quarter impacted Lindero, leading to a 16-day uh, stoppage spread over the three months. In addition, continued restrictions in the country impaired our ability to support or ramp up uh, which relies on uh, foreign vendor technicians. These uh, entry issues into the country have been partially resolved over the last couple of months. Today, we have uh, specialized uh, technicians on site for all stages of crushing, including the HPER, and we're working to get uh, superior technicians for the stacking system in the country in this uh, third quarter. On July 2nd, we closed the Roxgold acquisition. We're working on a 100-day integration plan, which is advancing well and in many instances exceeding our expectations. With this acquisition, Fortuna is cementing a diversified low-cost production platform sourcing precious metals from four operating mines and with a robust permitted development project in Seguela, where we expect a construction decision this third quarter as we close the mining convention negotiations with the Cote d'Ivoire government. We provided revised uh, production guidance on July 19th which incorporates the Yaramoco gold mine contribution for the second half of the year and our downward revision of gold production at Lindero. Lindero gold production is 50,000 ounces lower to 100,000 ounces now. The 50,000 ounces are not lost but postponed for next year as we do not believe this year we will be able to make up for the days of stoppages and uh, slow ramp up uh, due to the reasons described in the second quarter. Our revised consolidated guidance for silver does not change from the original uh, and stays at 6.8 to 7.6 million ounces. And for gold is revised to 194 to 223,000 ounces for 2021. The gold equivalent production guidance is 283 to 323,000 ounces, still representing a year-over-year -year increase of 90 to 116 percent in terms of gold equivalent production. Slide seven. In slide seven, we share a 12-month rolling average performance on uh, safety KPIs 
or trend of improvement on, on safety performance has seen a flattening, and in some cases we observe a reversal across operations. The start of operations at Lindero at the onset of the COVID pandemic last year has weighed uh, heavily on, on, on heavily performance at this particular mine. We have uh, had uh, 10 uh, lost time injury accidents in the second quarter. Uh, you know, we have in place a cultural change initiative uh, we're committed to and uh, we have, you know, we're displaying and implementing uh, initiatives to continue uh, with this uh, uh, success we enjoyed uh, lowering uh, and improving performance on safety KPIs. Slide eight. We pre-released production for the second quarter. Our gold equivalent production in the quarter was uh, 56,000 ounces of gold. When measured against the previous quarter, silver production is up 49%. This difference is explained mainly by the 54 days of government-mandated COVID stoppages at the San Jose mine in Mexico last year. Our production or gold production is up 337%, explained by the same loss of days at uh, the San Jose mine and the fresh new contribution of ounces coming from Lindero. Our byproducts, uh, zinc and, and lead, also exhibit growth with respect to last uh, year. This is also explained largely by the loss of uh, operation days at uh, Cayoma last year. Slide nine. Precious metals uh, made 85% of our record sales of 120 million. Silver contributed 40% to revenue. In the period, we realized a silver price of $26.85 per ounce and a gold price of uh, $1,812 per ounce. Next slide. Light 10. For the comparison of year-over-year uh, -year quarterly financial performance, the takeaway here is a significant rebound driven by improved COVID conditions in Peru and Mexico, plus the new contribution of Lindero to the business. Sales of 120 million up from 44 million Adjusted EBITDA of 55 million up from 9.4 million, and adjusted net income of 21.5 million up from a loss of 5.1. Slide 11. All our all in sustaining costs that uh, all operations were aligned with guidance. San Jose came in at $13 per ounce, Cayoma at 18, and Lindero at $1,214 per ounce. Even though we produce lower gold than Lindero than our guidance plan called for, the timing on the execution of capital projects over the year at Lindero helped offset all in sustaining costs. Slide 12.
For the first half of the year, we have executed capital projects totaling $32 million out of an annual budget of $80 million for Latin American operations. Exploration investment amounted to $6.9 million for Greenfields and Brownfields budget for 2021 for LATAM is $21 million. Total approved capital for West Africa for the second half of the year amounts to $42.5 million. Yaramoco's sustaining capital and brownfields initiatives amounts to $22 million. Seguela and Bosura exploration total $9.5 million. And the Fortuna Board approved in uh, July an early works budget for Seguela of $11.5 million, which includes uh, long lead equipment packages and focused in engineering work. All this in anticipation of a construction decision later in the quarter. Slide 13, please. Focusing again on Lindero, uh, here uh, the reconciliations of tons, grade, and, and gold ounces mined for the second quarter continue to indicate a good correlation with the reserve model uh, with differences of less than 5% for all parameters. So the conciliation of the reserve model to production continues to be extremely good. Gold leaching response as well as range and consumption was within the expected parameters for the granulometric compositions and metallurgical type ores that we have placed on the leach bed. As of July 21st, Ramp up of uh, operations continues. Uh, pit operations are performing and delivering according to design. Uh, primary and secondary crushing systems performed at 80% of design over the period, with sustained days exceeding design parameters. HPER agglomeration and stacking system, the three work in tandem operated at 72% of design capacity. Today, with foreign vendor support currently on site uh, for HPER and, and, and crushing circuits, we expect to beat the final mile of this challenging ramp up at Lindero. And in slide 14, we share with you the asset portfolio in, in, in the portfolio pyramid, a post uh, rocks gold acquisition where you can see our four operating mines, our development project, and uh, the baskets of exploration opportunities that we have ranging from advanced explorations at uh, Greenfields explorations at Bosura, Santa Fe, in, uh, Bosura in, in Burkina Faso, Santa Fe in Mexico, Igo Blanco in Mexico, a large land package uh, covering 250, sorry, 160,000 hectares in Cote d'Ivoire and um, Cerro Lindo project in, in Argentina, uh, Baborigami in Mexico, uh, Solitario in Argentina as well. So, uh, uh, um, uh, Certainly, a, a, a robust exploration uh, a portfolio and, and opportunities at the base of the pyramid. 
So with that, I will let uh, Luis now take you through the financial results. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Jorge. So on slide uh, 16, Just a moment to confirm your slide 16. So as Jorge has mentioned, we had the record sales in the quarter and overall a strong financial performance across our main financial metrics. As a reminder, and also as mentioned by Jorge, results in the comparative period in 2020 were depressed due to the impact of the pandemic and related government-mandated stoppages. So the emphasis will be mostly about the absolute figures in the quarter as opposed to the variance year over year. Earnings per share were nine cents in the quarter and adjusted earnings per share was 12 cents after adjusting for three and a half million dollars of expensed amounts related to the Roxwell transaction and other non-cash, non-recurring items. Adjusted EBITDA of 54 0.9 million was um, at an all-time high, except only for the 60.8 million recorded in Q1 2021, the first quarter of this year. And free cash flow from ongoing operations was 18.5 million, reflecting the capacity of our business to translate EBITDA results into free cash flow, in spite of COVID-related uh, challenges at uh, Lindero. Also, in relation to free cash flow, we had uh, negative changes in non-cash working capital items of $8.3 million in the quarter and $24.7 million year-to-date. The amounts year-to-date are related mostly to accounts uh, receivable at San Jose and the uh, natural buildup of accounts receivable and, and leach pad inventory at Lindero. We expect these absolute amounts to maintain or slightly come down in Q3 and a stronger recovery of uh, receivables towards uh, year-end. Uh, next slide, slide 17. Yeah, and then, um, so sales increased by $76 million um, over Q2 2020 out of the total impact attributable to, to higher volume of metal sold of 51.8 million as, as shown in the bridge chart, around two-thirds is explained by Lindero, 30% uh, San Jose, and the balance of around 4% would be Cayoma. Similar to the prior quarter, the largest single impact on our sales, excluding Lindero, was the price of silver, uh, with an impact of $17.8 million, as shown in the slide as well. Slide 18. Yes, on the left-hand side, we provide a breakdown of EBITDA by mine. As mentioned before, financial performance for Cayoma and San Jose continues at historical highs, underpinned by higher metal prices, as well as um, delivery of production and, and, and cost uh, performance within our guidance range. The higher holding sustaining cost for San Jose uh, shown on the right-hand side of 26% compared to the prior year is, to a large extent, explained by changes in the gold-silver ratio and the impact this has on silver equivalent production, 
This effect is close to around $2 per ounce. At Lindero, uh, lower gold production of over 30% um, in the second quarter compared to our internal plan had a significant impact on EBITDA and cash costs per ounce. However, all in sustaining costs for the quarter um, and for the first half of the year remains within the guided range in our news release of January 19th due to a slower pace of planned CapEx execution. Also worth um, highlighting, variable unit costs per ton at Lindero, as well as key operational mine KPIs are tracking well and within expectations. With um, respect to a revised annual guidance for Lindero, uh, given the lower revised gold production of approximately one-third, as mentioned by Jorge, we're now expecting higher cash cost per ounce of about 50% and higher holding sustaining cost of just below 40%. Uh, please refer to our news release of July 19 for more uh, information. <clears throat> On slide 19. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Yes, here we show the evolution of our liquidity and cash position. As a reminder, uh, in Q4 of 2020, our credit facility was scaled down from 150 million to 120 million. This is reflected in the drop in liquidity in Q4. Since the end of the Lindero construction towards year-end 2020, we continue to show growth in our cash and liquidity position. For Q2 2021, we show the impact of the Roxwell transaction in the dotted segment at the top of the bar. Without um, these transaction-related payments, uh, total liquidity would have been in the range of 160 million. We are currently working in putting in place a new expanded credit facility, which we expect will be concluded in Q3. This will be a $200 million facility with a very similar structure to the existing one. And uh, importantly, it will bear a lower cost of interest. 
based on uh, as an additional comment, based on a revised guidance and excluding any Seguela construction budget in the current price environment, we expect to generate between 80 and 85 million dollars of free cash flow for the second half of the year. So based on this and our expanded credit facility, our total liquidity towards year-end should be in the range of $250 million, giving us plenty of comfort to launch our construction activities at Seguela. Finally, uh, a brief comment on the information disclosed in the subsequent events note of our financial statements regarding payments done in relation to the closing of the Roxwell transaction. We have disclosed $29.3 million in change of control payouts and settlements of long-term incentive units to non-continuing executives and directors. Out of this amount, $5.6 million is actual uh, change of control payments, and the balance is the cash settlement of uh, RSUs, PSUs, and DSUs. With that, I'll uh, pass it back, back on to you, uh, Carlos. Thank you. Thank you, Luis. Uh, we would now like to turn the call over to any questions that you may have. Certainly. Ladies and gentlemen, the floor is now open for questions. If you have any questions or comments, please press star 1 on your phone at this time. We do ask that while posing your question, please pick up your handset if you're listening on speakerphone to provide optimum sound quality. Once again, if you have any questions or comments, please press star 1 on your phone. Please hold while we poll for questions. Your first question is coming from Don DeMarco. Your line is live. Oh, thank you, operator, and uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, just a couple questions from me. Uh, first of all, uh, on the call, it was mentioned that some of the production at Lindero has been deferred to 2022. Uh, this year, Lindero's, we're looking at maybe 100,000 ounces. Can you give us any indication of how much higher the production at Lindero might be in 2022? We are uh, currently budgeting the year uh, done. We are in the process, so we have started the budgeting process. And uh, but the, the message here is we have a capacity to produce, you know, in in, in the range of 150,000 ounces. And if we are not achieving that based on the grade that we have. At the at the mine, uh, is basically because the the rate of production is down. So uh, I would expect, you know, uh, that or or production for the second 2022 would be able to capture uh, at higher rate, uh, uh, you know, annual production. Uh, Closer to what our target was this year, right? In the range of you know, between what 120 and uh, 150,000 ounces. Right? Uh, okay. The the message basically is uh, this is not a, a, an absolute loss of ounces, but rather a deferral. I mean, the models are conciliating well. The metallurgy is is uh, conciliating well. And uh, it's just a very painful ramp up in Argentina right now for the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you for that. Um, my, my next question has to do with the, the Rocks Gold transaction. And I see 
on the cash flow statement, I see an item, the promissory note, 35 million promissory note. Can you give us an indication of the total transaction cost for the acquisition? Is it just the 35 million in that promissory note or, or is it more than that? And, um, and any other details in terms of what the major items were would be appreciated. Yes. Um, so the, the promissory, the promissory note really, um, is, is a balance, um, based on total, total costs, um, to be paid out directly, uh, by, by Roxel, um, at the time of the closing and, and their availability of cash. But in terms of, uh, of total uh, expenses or total transaction costs, um, the, the figure I mentioned of um, $29 million of cash payouts to, uh, uh, for change of control items and, and settlement of long-term incentives is uh, the largest uh, amount. Um, the rest really uh, it would be related to, to legal expenses, uh, advisory fees, and um, these amounts will be fully disclosed in our, in our Q3. Right, uh, but uh, certainly the largest uh, component of that is the amount we the amounts we have disclosed in our subsequent events. No, yes. Okay. Okay, that's helpful. Um, okay, well that's all for me. Um, uh, good luck, gentlemen, getting uh, Yaramoko added into your portfolio with Q3, and we look forward to uh, Lindero rebounding as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or comments, please press star 1 on your phone at this time. Your next question is coming from Michael Anthony. Your line is live. Uh, yes, sir. The mine that you just did, the acquisition, can you tell me exactly uh, what precious metals they have? If I understand your question, you're, you're asking about the recent acquisition and the assets that we're bringing. Uh, if that is right, uh, they are all gold assets. The Yaramoko mine is a gold-only mine, and the Seguela project is a gold-only project. Yes, sir. Well, i got one more. Are, will y'all be paying a, a dividend of any type this quarter or maybe in the future? Not in this quarter. Uh, the question of uh, a dividend for us is not a question of, of if, but when, really. Uh, and, and, and the purpose of uh, bringing, uh, uh, one of the purposes of bringing the, the Roxwell transaction is to build a, a portfolio of assets that can provide sustainability over the long term to provide investors with a return that is sustainable over time, right? Uh, quality assets, high margin assets that can be sustainable over time will make a, a dividend or, or a means to return to shareholders sustainable over time. So for us, it's a question of when we have a, a capital project a, an important capital project in Seguela that's in the midst of a construction decision this quarter. So, you know, I, I think that um, with the, in this price environment, once we launch that project, the, the discussion of a, a dividend is, is one that the board will be engaging on with, right? 
Well, that, that was, this was a great quarter. It was a very strong quarter, and I appreciate everything y'all doing for shareholders. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's all the Thank questions. You. Thank you. Your next question is coming from Ryan Thompson. Your line is live. Yeah, hi, Jorge and team. Uh, thanks for the update. Just uh, a question for me on Lindero. Um, I see you stacked about one and a half million tons to the patent in the second quarter. If I just look at sort of the ratio of uh, ounces produced to ounces stacked, uh, I'm getting about 43% on, on my math. Um, could you just talk a little bit or maybe give a breakdown of how much of that one and a half million tons was coarse ore versus uh, sort of HPGR crushed and agglomerated ore? And um, are you seeing, you know, differences in, in the metallurgical performance between those sorts of uh, two types of ore types? Yes, in our Q2 disclosure, uh, we provide a, a breakdown of uh, the stacked uh, ore. Uh, give me a second here. We provide a, a, a very detailed explanation here where we trucked or amounted for roughly uh, 800,000 tons. So uh, Q2 uh, was not particularly a, a, a good quarter in terms of uh, the composition of the stacking mix. No, the tract ore uh, from the run of mine and, and coarse horse stockpiles placed on the leach pad, total 800,000 800, uh, tons. And it was 32% higher than originally planned. At this stage, we have a completely stopped uh, truck stacking. All the stacking is taking place with uh, the uh, conveyor stacking system. So everything that's going to the leach pad is going is running through the HPER agglomeration and conveyor stacking. So so uh, uh, that's an important development, and and that speaks about the you know continued improvements and reliability and and, and mechanical efficiency we are achieving with that uh, part of the system. Um, now, our, our uh, metallurgical performance based on, on, on the uh, types of ore that we are stacking in certain cells, uh, be it coarse ore and, uh, and uh, conveyor stacked ore, again, uh, or metallurgical performance and, and cyanide consumption, and lime consumption, all of that is tracking according to our, 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 our planned uh, extraction and recovery rates. Uh, so uh, the the key the key change that we'll see in the third quarter is a significantly higher contribution of uh, conveyor stacked ore. Uh, as we have again stopped already uh, 
course source stacking, right? That was all, always a temporary measure that we decided to implement uh, knowing uh, last year, around uh, you know March of last year or June of last year, that uh, it, it is a complex system running the HPR agglomeration and stacking, and we were doing it alone. We didn't have the benefit of uh, foreign vendor technicians uh, for any of the three components of the system, those the, being the HPR, the West Pro agglomerators and the superior stacking system. So uh, uh, now we're working with technical support on site, at least for the HPR and of, over time, our operators have gained more, more, more experience. It's taking longer than, than anticipated, again, because we're doing it alone. Uh, but uh, that's a significant change, Ryan, right? In the, this is the last quarter uh, has been the last quarter you'll see uh, uh, in any way significant amounts of, of tract or uh, placed on the leach bed. Okay, no, that's uh, that's good to hear that uh, <clears throat> those uh, stacking systems sound like they're starting to, to perform a bit better here. Um, maybe just switching gears a little bit, uh, going over to, to West Africa, you mentioned uh, negotiations on on the mining convention for Sigwilla. Could you maybe just dig into that a little bit more and just provide us uh, some, some more color on those negotiations and um, what we should expect there? Yes, we are in, I'll say, the first round of negotiations with the Cote d'Ivoire government. Uh, and uh, we are uh, getting back to them on on on, on this uh, first uh, draft of the convention. Uh, it is not uh, far from where the team expected we we would land, uh, but uh, it is a negotiation. It's a process, and and we're doing it with with a lot of uh, care and and, and 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 respect for 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 the country and the authorities. And uh, we expect we can, you know, have a, a, an agreement uh, between the parts uh, in a way that would allow us to uh, launch the construction of the project towards the end of this quarter, no? Uh, but we are currently engaged with the government in the negotiations. Perfect, thanks for that. And maybe I'll just ask one more. Um, are you able to provide any commentary on how Yaramoka performed in, in Q2? I know that uh, obviously the deal didn't close until Q3, but uh, if you can make any comments uh, on, on how it performed in Q2 or even just uh, um, you know, in the month of uh, July, anything would be helpful there. Yes, in Q2, Yaramoka had a small shortfall in, 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 in ounces uh, due to the sequencing of some uh, great uh, in in the plan, uh, they were in some extremely high grade areas, and and those high grade areas do carry high variability as well. And in this case, that variability played uh, against uh, the plan. Uh, but uh, we understand it uh, as a as a local event, and and 
we the, the mine is out of those extreme high grade zones right now. So uh, in in July we we are already seeing a performance tracking uh, in line with 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 a short term and, and long term plan. Uh, and uh, you know we all know Yaramoco is uh, quite a reliable asset and. And uh, we don't see this uh, small shortfall in Q2 as, as anything of concern or, or a change in trend, but rather a feature of, uh, of um, you know, a, a particular area, extremely high-grade area in the mine. Right? Got it. Okay. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the update, Jorge. That's uh, all I had today. Thank you. Ray. Thank you. Your next question is coming from Adrian Day. Your line is live. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, I had a couple of questions, if I may. Um, can you remind me, please, what the anticipated capex for Seguela is? Uh, also, if you have any other major capex items over, let's say, the next 12 months. And then, given that, do you have any any plans for, for financing? Mm-hmm. Uh, morning, Adrian. The morning. estimated capital for Seguela uh, is uh, approximately $150 million as per the feasibility study. Uh, a, a big chunk of the capex, around $65-$70 uh, million, are uh, encapsulated within the EPC agreement that we are aiming to uh, execute with a lycopodium for the execution of the project. So, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and as is usually the case with these projects, uh, uh, the, the, the bigger capital expenses you start seeing flow through uh, towards uh, you know half to two thirds of the construction, right? Uh, and this is probably a, a year and a half construction. Right? Okay. In terms of uh, in terms of financing, uh, as uh, we mentioned uh, during our prepared commentary, we believe we we have uh, plenty of comfort to uh, launch into construction activities based on. On our the, the corporate facility we are putting in place and our existing cash uh, availability plus just uh, ongoing free cash generation. Okay. Okay. Now I know you've got enough, but you've always run a very conservative balance sheet, which which you know I like, but uh, you think you've got enough without any additional financing. Yes, that is an absolute yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions or comments, please press star 1 on your phone at this time. Please hold while we poll for questions. There are no further questions in the queue at this time. If there are no further questions, I would like to thank everyone for listening to today's earnings call, and we look forward to you joining us next quarter. Have a great day.
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This does conclude today's event. You may disconnect at this time and have a wonderful day. Thank you for your participation. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.